Our chapter for today is Acts chapter 25. Uh, The chapter continues the saga of Paul being transferred from judge to judge as he repeatedly defends himself against the same old tired charges of the Jews. Nothing incredibly significant happens in this chapter as far as the plot line of the story goes, with the exception of Paul formally requesting for his case to go before Caesar, who at that time was the infamous Nero Caesar. Having already testified before the Jews and before Felix the governor, uh, in, this, in the present chapter he will testify um, before the Roman procurator Festus, as well as the higher-ranking ruler King Agrippa and his half-sister <laughs> Bernice. It's, <laughs> it's a cast of characters for sure. Uh, we have heard time and again the charges that were brought before Paul, and likewise we've heard Paul's defense time and again. I think for that reason, we're not going to recount those again, but notice one other basic observation that we can glean from the events of this chapter. Um, so the first, uh, it's just, just one, it's not first, it's the only truth we're going to point out. But So let's just rewind a bit and recall something that the Lord said when he saved and converted Paul on the road to Damascus. Okay? Going all the way back to Acts chapter 9, chapter where Paul was converted, in Acts 9.15, the Lord told Ananias that Paul was, quote, a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Now, the task would, would not be easy and it'd be filled with a lot of hardship along the way. The Lord told Ananias in the very next verse, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name, Acts nine sixteen. Paul undoubtedly understood that message very clearly as evidenced by what he said in his farewell to the Ephesians back in Acts chapter 20. So moving ahead from Acts 9 to Acts 20, remember uh, there that Paul told the Ephesians his one goal and his one purpose. Uh, we, we highlighted this verse when we were in that chapter in Acts 20, 24. His one goal and his one purpose in going on living was to finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So Paul understood that the overarching goal of his life was to testify to the Lord Jesus, just as the Lord had said in Acts 9, to carry my name. Also, Paul clearly understood the difficulty and hardship inevitably associated with this task because he had just said that while he did not know exactly what would happen to him in Jerusalem, he told the Ephesian elders that he knew that in every city imprisonment and infliction, afflictions await him. But by chapter 25, our chapter for today, you get the sense that all of those things are coming to pass in the life of Paul. The Lord had promised that he would have the opportunity to witness to kings, Acts 9.15, and by the time this chapter is over, he will have the opportunity to testify before his second Roman ruler with plans to be sent on to testify before Nero himself. Furthermore, it is through hardship that Paul has had these opportunities. And, and, and very obviously, he's incarcerated for crimes he didn't commit. <laughs> it was imprisonment, though, that gave him the opportunities for witness. And I was struck by this in particular toward the end of the chapter uh, when I read verse 23. Paul had already testified before Festus and was now given an opportunity to testify and give a defense before King Agrippa and Bernice. Verse 23 says, So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with 
the military tribunes, and the prominent men of the city. Then, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. <laughs> First of all, when I read that they were meeting in an audience hall, I thought, hmm, what kind of audience is he going to have? Then, with the military leaders and, the, as it says, the prominent men of the city also present, that, yeah, that's... Uh, there were quite a number, I guess, that, and we can't be precise, to hear what Paul had to say. We'll see in the next chapter that Paul is going to take full opportunity to lay out the gospel in clearest terms. All those people, important people in the eyes of the world, were there to hear it. It simply just goes to show, and this is really the point we want to make, it goes to show that opportunities abound all around us to bear witness to the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving grace. If many of us were being held indefinitely under arrest on baseless charges, if I'm honest myself, I feel like the only words that would come out of my mouth would probably be complaints. But Paul had the mind of Christ. He knew that he was not his own, but had been bought with a price, as he said in 1 Corinthians 6. And he had already said, I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only may I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. For Paul, really and truly, to live is Christ. If we will follow in the steps of Paul and have that same mind in ourselves, we will, like Paul, find opportunities all around us to bear witness to Jesus, even if it comes to us in the middle of difficulty and hardship. And those are just a few thoughts from Acts chapter 25.